Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. In this podcast episode, Mustafa Badarul, Technical Director at Huawei Technologies and member of the International Roadmap for Devices and Systems, More More Team, shares his insights on More More, how computer architecture and scaling, along with energy efficiency, are important elements when it comes to the future of computing, and how the consumer environment brings in a whole new set of computing applications. Mustafa covers a wide range of subjects during his interview, including augmented reality, virtual reality, machine learning, 5G, semiconductors, big data, 3D integration, and much more. More and more is now very, actually, there's some a lot of optimism around it. So a couple of years ago, there was pessimism that the scaling will stop. But uh, with uh, all this architecture and uh, design intelligence actually have ramped it up. The people actually find ways, including the computer architects, actually to work with even a deficient device, but creating complementary solutions actually to amplify the value proposition of the device. So I think uh, it will still continue beyond more uh, more more the computer architecture revolution, so it will still be okay. I think besides, uh, energy efficiency is definitely number because many of the applications have to be uh, reasonably mobile and many of uh, actual consumer-related uh, opportunity pushing everything to edge and the edge meaning that you've got to be power efficient. But besides energy efficiency as a technology uh, opportunity, other element we should not forget about the new functions. So, new application, new functions, and those are also can be augmented by technology. So the value there is not necessarily energy efficiency, but uh, basically enablement of a new function, the consumer needs. Uh, a couple of examples, for instance, biometric authentication. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, other life uh, life science technologies, so bringing it to the consumer level by the enablement of the new device. Uh, so maybe uh, you will be still be power constrained. Energy efficiency is important, but it's not a continuous improvement. It's a disruptive function coming in. So I think those two elements will continuously drive uh, the computer architecture and scaling. But the energy efficiency for data processing will always be an orthogonal element actually pushing that forward. Actually, more more has been a kind of a classical adoption of being able to put more functions, by, uh, which is taking advantage of geometric scaling, and then actually bringing power efficiency as well as uh, uh, with that geometric shrink also performance improvements simultaneously. Uh, so the, this is actually the classic, uh, classical driver of uh, computer architecture for many years, more than, more than actually several decades. It started about three decades ago, that trend. Uh, but now it went into the consumer environment, and then consumer environment actually brought new applications, as well as the different algorithms actually to solve uh, certain functions. That uh, basically the technology has to bring actually the capacity 
to be being able to solve these computationally complex problems. Uh, it can be, uh, for instance, the extreme reality, which is requiring uh, interaction with the environment like augmented reality, virtual reality. Other element is the, the basically machine learning where uh, you, the decisions are taken directly by the device rather than human-to-machine interaction, machine-to-machine -machine interaction, which is enabled by 5G. But uh, you see always a bottleneck that is the technology good enough actually to enable that. So more and more contacts actually will, uh, will improve the computational efficiency as well as the bandwidth requirements of communication, not only with the outside world through wireless, but communication between the memory and the logic, which are used to be two separate components so far. Now they are brought together thanks to more and more integration with the advances of the embedded memories. So uh, basically we try to highlight in more and more these technology opportunities in roadmap. And then the computer architects takes advantage of it and then come up with new solutions to basically in these new application areas to find uh, solutions and uh, new computer architecture or a supporting uh, environment uh, from all the way from a physical layer to the OS layer or uh, an application layer to enable the application. So that's the whole idea. We are basically giving a proposal of the tech, uh, what technology infrastructure can offer in that context. I think the next era of uh, uh, computing is probably, yeah, uh, so the classical uh, workload and the classical uh, uh, the big data, uh, how to, when the data content increase, actually the amount of computation that you need to do per unit of time has to improve. Uh, but the problem is that we don't see actually a performance scaling uh, that you can get from an individual component. So what we really say is uh, we really improve the bandwidth, we give the enough memory capacity, and then also fine-grain integration of the, all these bottleneck components to give actually the computer technologies a different way of implementing the system by technology. And then this will evolve probably uh, the definition of a computer architecture which is compliant to that. For instance, one good example is uh, by 2027, we see that the 3D integration is inevitable to basically to manage the uh, increased amount of function in integrated chip as well as the uh, providing the necessary power envelope. Then how do we make an architecture by thinking this 3D integration capability in mind? Probably it will definitely change the way how the current system is architected. So I believe there is uh, a lot of value proposition if we inform the society, uh, computer society working on that towards that uh, transition in technology. There actually the one thing that you start to see uh, machine learning is uh, getting very, very important. So it was used to be done at software level so far. 
uh, in uh, with some uh, uh, very specific functions that are usually hidden but now all the computational and the decision making process uh, which is ranging from uh, image processing uh, self autonomous driving as well as uh, uh, iot security and monitoring this is uh, this uh, this kind of intelligence is directly given to the computer uh, but for that, actually, one big bottleneck is the interconnect and the memory access. So uh, we provide, we try to provide a solution to solve that bottleneck. And then the, this machine learning is uh, number one. And then the second one is actually is uh, uh, how to handle actually the big data. Now the data is uh, massively stored. But uh, accessing that data and transferring that data in uh, directly com uh, uh, to a computational unit is getting much more difficult. So there, there, therefore you see a lot of localization of the memory together with the computing element. And uh, basically uh, how to access the memory and creating uh, efficient architectures for memory access and then from an application point of view, this is typically needed for uh, GPU, graphical processing unit applications, providing uh, a lot of requirements for uh, memory increase in the, uh, in the chip level. And then the uh, third application is uh, you, uh, typically uh, because of the emergence of the 5G, so which is actually a communication technology where uh, it provides a seamless interconnected networks, so urban network connected to the uh, in-house uh, high-speed Wi-Fi network. And then you have a lot of networking layers, and these are uh, all interconnected to each other. And then uh, uh, most of the intelligence are going to the edge devices in that network. Uh, for, because communication is heavily expensive in terms of the power. But uh, the, basically uh, putting uh, the memory, uh, computational element, sensor, all integrated in the same edge device and then com uh, with interfacing with the real-world signals, give, giving a very simple example. Uh, how to control your heater. To control it, you need an actuator, you need a motor control circuit, but at the same time, a decision-making circuit. And then even a control, uh, basically, also sensing the uh, time series data, the user behavior, and making all these decisions, uh, being able to operate the actuator uh, directly with the decision that it takes himself. So the local intelligence uh, together with the sensor fusion uh, is going to happen uh, more dramatically. And then how to partition the uh, OS, what kind of real-time operating system, is who is going to be this uh, basic decision maker, is the user or the edge device or the cloud. So there's, these are a lot of computational challenge 
And uh, from an application point of view, bringing that intelligence to edge will be also a good third application. Other thing I think the uh, good another good opportunity is uh, healthcare personalized healthcare. Uh, as you know, there is uh, a lot of uh, now overhead having a centralized uh, patient handling is getting more difficult. More, uh, so more directly uh, uh, distributed healthcare management will also bring a lot of benefits to society. Uh, but uh, being able to do that, uh, actually you need to put some intelligence. So you cannot send raw data continuously of your, uh, for instance, blood pressure monitoring to a healthcare agent and then tell that uh, something is going wrong. And uh, basically, uh, maybe uh, depending on your situation, uh, you need to create some also machine learning in that type of application actually to process that type of data. At least giving the right access point that you need to go to the hospital and those kind of things. There is a lot of potential on that. And then uh, there are the challenges how to uh, integrate uh, all these uh, sensing devices. It can be invasive or non-invasive in the uh, in the way that it's uh, uh, being integrated to a consumer, and then how to get that data and then making decision making uh, will also be challenged. And here, actually, the uh, the opportunities how the healthcare provider provides input to the computer architect and the technologies actually to have that mainstream adopted in a consumer device and also the regulations uh, to, to have that uh, distributed. I think if the technology base there and then there is an opportunity and then given that the vertical integration companies probably this might enable it uh, because uh, this is uh, now many of the infrastructure is vertically integrated from application all the way down to technology, so there is consensus on that. What is stated in the roadmap, uh, the supply chain of semiconductor is very deep. So it starts from the materials, uh, from, the, uh, from the way that the fab investment made, the equipment vendors, uh, decision on the architectures and decision on design and uh, actually uh, releasing the design and making a tape out is so costly. Actually engineering cost is uh, inevitably high. So the roadmap basically helps for the de-risking element and uh, basically creating a consensus of the, what the success metrics are and then uh, in an IRDS-like structure, showing the success, success metrics, starting all the way from materials to the device circuits and the architecture, actually will uh, holistically connect and the value proposition for companies being able to make investment for a technology that they foresee uh, in the next five years. Typical piping of... Uh, Material level investment and seeing it in the end product is typically cycle time is about eight to ten years. And uh, if the, uh, nobody tells today what it is, uh, the supply chain who are dependent on the application pool 
will not be able to start the investment if there is no consensus on what needs to be done. I believe that uh, a road mapping activity will create a, will actually uh, provide a torching element for uh, companies to rely on that roadmap and then having the common communication language with their supply chain or with their customer chain to be able to create a consensus for making investment to enable the technology. Thank you for listening to our interview with Mustafa Badarul. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org. Thank you.